Welcome to the Lighthouse Experiment, a Freedom Center Church podcast. Welcome back to the Lighthouse Experiment. Today we have Jim Parkin, Kim Severe, Pastor Kim. Good uh, afternoon. Myself, Ashley Chandler. We're excited to have you all back. It's just that one time. Just the one. It's the one time with the Benadryl and the coffee. I know. I know. I'm so sorry. Well, we don't have to go back. No, we don't have to go Some back. Some of these listeners don't know that, and we don't have to But if you them. were curious, you could go back and find the other sound files. Yeah, the archives and find. There was a day where I was a little stuffy, so I took some Benadryl, but then I didn't want to be out of it, so I had some coffee. You want to talk about, Pastor Kim, you want to talk about rabbit holes? Mm-hmm. Holy smokes. And it was just, Jason and I just couldn't, there was no stopping. I had a great time. I had a wonderful time that afternoon. It was great. (laughs) Okay, but what, we digress. (laughs) We digress to what we're talking about this episode. Yeah, today. Because today is actually really big, important. Not that they're not all important, but today is really big. We're kind of doing what we said we'd do. We're going to start following what our mission statement is. That's to kind of help people to find their purpose in Christ. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, so our short line, our short motto is serving those that serve. So right. we are com- within the Lighthouse Experiment, we are a community that serves first responders and veterans, but we want to couple in um, the community part of that too, that we're all that community together. Yes. So serving those. Um, but we don't want to reinvent. There's a lot of other resources and organizations out there, so we want to do that partnership too to get people plugged into the right place and the right thing, um, but ultimately to find their hope and purpose and have an abundant life in Jesus Christ. So Absolutely. Amen. Mm-hmm. So on this episode, what I wanted to talk about was um, Romans 8.28. That will be our guide. But I want to talk about PTSD and what's kind of happening. And what I've been, obviously, because of the heart of this ministry, I've been really doubling down and researching and looking hard at that topic. And then it started to dawn on me that in a lot of ways, while I'll never take away, take that away from anybody who's served in the military, has gone to combat, it's been police, fire, EMS. Right. But however, for those of us have, that have done those jobs, we kind of sought that out. I mean, you can't take away, you see bad things. Yes. But in the Army, I trained and prepared to shoot and be shot at. You know, as a paramedic, I literally paid money to see the things to be trained and see the things that I see. I train all the time for it. Hmm. I know going in as a firefighter, I know that I've go into a fire, it's gonna be hot. You know, there's no escaping it. So so for me, kind of that Romans 828 kind of moment that God works all things for good is that I can take that and I can use it almost as a resource, right? Because there are people out there who didn't necessarily you know, they have PTSD, and I think kind of to digress a little bit, I think what I'm finding is that as as veterans and first responders, we're being, that's the stigma. We all have it, and it's pressed so much on us, and the uh, the average 
of 22 veterans a day committing suicide, and they're lumping those two things together, I don't necessarily think that's it. I think that people commit suicide because they've lost hope. Right. But the enemy is taking this post-traumatic stress disorder and using it so now we can't use it for good because we're kind of trying to out-victimize each other. Well, you know, my situation's worse because I got shot at or whatever. What could be worse than getting shot at? Well, let me tell you. One ever thinks about, I mean, the woman that goes out and gets raped, she didn't train for that. Right. Right. The kids that get taken from their home, you know, and go into foster care, they didn't train for that. You know, so I think that to kind of take a step back and look at what scripture says, how can we take what we've seen and what we've been through and what kind of, I guess where we could go kind of as a basis is that I just don't believe that you can be called to something and a victim of that same thing. Okay. You see what I mean? And you're speaking more specifically to the victim mindset. To the victim mindset. Okay. And the victim mindset is strong in this modern era. So how are we allowing, how can we allow God to use these things that we're going through? I think just by acknowledging his sovereignty over all of them. When you're in the midst of the of those things, I can't imagine that it's easy to think about the sovereignty of God. True. Um, and and I I understand folks not uh, grasping hold of that while they're in the throes of it. But I think one of our jobs as believers is to just pray that people's uh, relationships are so strong and so close that when it's over or, you know, what the heck, let's believe for in the midst of it for them to feel the presence of the Almighty. I mean, it's... Absolutely. I, 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 when I think of... I have two grandkids. One's nine, one's six. Both diagnosed with PTSD. Right. Uh, both from uh, abuse situations. One physical and one verbal and emotional. And they're both working through it. They're both going to be amazing. They already are amazing human beings. And they're going to do great things for God, and I can't wait to see what he does. But in their young minds, I don't know that they have the wherewithal to grasp that God was with them through it all. Right. So that's where, I mean, I believe part of our job, part of our calling is to pray for that closeness right. to be felt. I pray every day that my when I leave my grandson at the before school care program I drop him off at, that all day long he feels the love of God in his heart. Absolutely. Above everything else. Right, and it is hard, right? It is hard, especially for someone who's, who's questioning all of this or who's not yet a believer. It's hard to imagine how this can be ever used for any good at all, ever. Yeah. You know? well, and even as a believer, I know I've had times where I'm like, I, I know what you're capable of. God, I know what you're able to do. And it's not working out the way that I prayed and wanted it to work out to be. Well, yeah, um, very much. And <laughs> so I, I think that the devil really wants you to feel like God's abandoned you, that he's left you alone, that he's forsaken you. and But God promises that he will never forsake us. That he'll he'll right. never leave us and that in all things he is working. So even if you don't see it, even when you don't see it, even when you don't see how it's going to turn out, um, to be able to say, God, I, I don't see it, 
but I know that you've promised you are working right now and you are working on my behalf. And so I, you know, and that's where we get to contend for his will and prayer and pray and ask big prayers. And at the same time, tell him, okay, but, but you are God and you know the whole picture and I only see a part of it. Right. So however this is going to end up, like you, you do what only you can do. Um, cause there's certainly been times where I've asked for things to be a certain way and it hasn't worked out that way. And, and then down the road, I've been able to see how he's worked it out better for something. Yeah. And then there's still things that I still want to be a different way and it just hasn't worked out yet. But knowing that he's he's still working in those things. He hasn't right. forgotten them. Right. I think that's that's a big part of this too when I was praying about this this topic and this episode. Just the way what's always been super bizarre to me is how when these things happen or in the midst of these horrible things, these tragedies that we respond to or or war. Obviously war and combat is terrible in every aspect of the word terrible. How it seems like there's a lot of blaming God. Well, where was God? You know, we can we can touch on that. Where was God? But what we fail to see is that the enemy is using this so well. He's so well-versed in using these lies. You know, I have some people I know that have legitimate post-traumatic stress disorder, and they believe that that is now their identity. The entirety of them is that. I'm all messed up. I will be for life. I will be for life. So it's okay that I'm a jerk to people. Mm. It's okay that the only humor is dark humor. It's okay that I believe that everybody that I respond to is lying. Everything's BS. No one's really sick. It's all a scam. It's all an abuse of resources. While, yes, sometimes that happens. It's not every single person. And so to... To believe that as your identity, I think is just is a tragedy in and of itself. It's so, hard. It's hard to wait while you're still in the middle of it. You right. know, I, I think um, <clears throat> we've been praying for ten years that Nick would be free of his health issues and migraines and stuff. And so, on the one hand, it's like, well, we're all getting older and falling apart. <laughs> you know, so at right. one point, like even the people in the Bible that got healed, like Jesus healed, like when he walked around and healed everybody, they still died one day, well, you know, yeah, like, you yeah. know, so I think <laughs> they still got old and, right. you know, had to go see their maker one day, you know, and, um, so I, you know, we're still wrestling through that, but I think the deeper issue is God is asking, do you trust me? Right. Do you still believe I, I love you? You know, even though it's not the way that you see it and then still being able to trust him, um, to give him today and trust him. Okay, today could be the day. Today could be the day that God decides to. This is the the time that it's right. gonna all happen. But in the meantime, there's there's days that aren't so great. But that but getting to that point where that that's okay, you know. Right. And there's still gonna be times where you're gonna speak out of pain. And I think God is big enough to be able to bring that pain right to him. You know, Mm -hmm. be like, God, this really sucks. Like, how am I supposed to do this? What am I supposed to do with this? That's a big thing, too, the comfort in knowing that that you can do that. Mm -hmm. And I think that the hope. You can say those prayers that you can just be like, hey, you know, why on earth would that have just happened? Yeah. Like, why are we responding to this, this situation? Right. Because in well, in some of those, you know, things that first responders and veterans have had to respond to, right? There, in those moments, there's there's no good there. No, 
you know, um, to, to be able to say, well, it all works out for a reason. Well, that's, T- tell yeah. me, tell me how that car fire works wor- out. worked out for a good reason. You know what I mean? And that's, that's a legitimate question. Right. And I think that God is big enough to answer that and his comfort and his, um, what he's done in Christ is above all other things. And right. so those are the things that our mind and our heart don't always have the ability to reconcile, but knowing that, you know, the Bible talks about that his, his ways and his thoughts are higher than ours. And yeah. so we still, in our own limitations, have such a hard time to be able to reconcile oh, what yeah. we've experienced, and that's okay. I don't think that we're going to get to a point in our life where we're going to have every single piece of theology all worked out, and we're going to be 100% oh, yeah. okay with everything that happens in our life. Um, yeah. But we're continually walking along with the Father who does know all these things, right. who does have the final say, who Christ has done the ultimate thing for all of us. And so, yes, so out of any brokenness, God has the final say. say. Right. But how he does it is hard for us to experience because it's lives and people and things that absolutely do matter. Right. Well, it's, you know, it's, it's hard. It is hard to understand. It's hard to even sometimes say and expect someone, some of my people that will hear this, you know, and expect they'll take this seriously when I tell them, yeah, even these most horrible things, the worst storms of your life, God is sovereign over that. He's bigger than all that. And, you know, what's the question? The same, the same question probably throughout all time. I was like, oh, yeah, he's that great of a God, you know. But, but there's free will, bro. You know, we have to have it. That's the way it, you know, it's, these are all hard topics and it all makes sense that people have questions about them, but just to be encouraging and just to, you can walk through the other side. It takes time. It's not easy. Yeah. And it's not in your own strength. I, the. Boy. Yeah, buddy. Yeah. Not in our own strength. Um, the, I shared a little bit at the Ascend, um, but. It, it's a hard road to go through losing your hopes and dreams and people and things. Um, and to be able to get to a place where even a little bit more now, I know that just knowing Jesus is better than anything else. Just having his presence and, and that relationship with him is better than anything else. So not that the other things I'm going to walk through and potentially have to experience won't matter, but I know that God is his, who he is, is better than anything else that I want in my life. And so it's not you fashioning this happy, perfect little mindset on your own that everything's going to be great. It's you allowing yourself to be in a relationship with this perfectly heavenly father that loves you more than you could ever comprehend. And so because of that relationship, because of his presence in your life, because he's pursuing you and loves you out of that context, you are able to walk through what you're going to walk through and be an incredible impact like his ability to love you and through you now that going into the community that going through your work that going through the people that you're going to encounter that's powerful right so you are a doorway but god rests in your house also the um the person that's boy that's dealing with uh the total heartbreak of something um just the the life deficit, uh, the sudden loss of a child, the right. the tragic uh, loss like that, just can't really grasp. Um, and it, it's hard to hold on to the fact that 
God's right there next to you. I mean, the old footprints in the sand, you know, the time when there was only one set of footprints is when I was carrying you. And I'm certain in those times, that's when God carries us. Our flesh isn't satisfied with that. Our spirit um, hopefully is and has to be if you profess to be a believer. Um, And that's some of the hardest things to convey to people is... You know, there are two, especially unbelievers, there are two forces at work in this world. Right. And you said free will is there. And the evil one causes people's free will to go the wrong way, to drive like a nut and kill somebody who's innocent, to run from the police for a speeding violation or you had a suspended license, crash into somebody and kill innocent people. Right. To rob the store and shoot your way out and hit innocent people. I mean, it's just... It's inexplicable that there are two forces at work. When I think of, again, I, I keep going back to my two grandkids because they're very much... Absolutely. Uh, the, the certain situations of in the recent past have caused them to be really strong in my heart more than normal. Is I think of the, you know, these two kids are completely innocent. This little girl they was... Are. This little girl was three or four months old when her dad dropped her into a scalding hot bath. For the simple purpose of he's jacked up and doesn't and and hurting people hurt people, the little boy was two when this guy started screaming in his face every day, telling him how stupid and worthless he was. This is really it's really deep stuff. Yeah. This is really hard stuff because it's things that matter. It's real people going through really hard things, and I think that at the end of the day, we get to ask ourselves what type of pers- participation do we want in this life. Do we want to partner with a holy God that has, he's in the business of restoring every heart back to himself to make everything right? Or do we want to just go along making more garbage of this world? And I've made that decision that my, my heavenly father is perfect and good and he loves us and he's coming after us and I'm coming after those with him. There's too many people in this world that need to know that they're loved and we're going after them. We're going after them. And so if our, and and right here, what we're doing right now, if our first responders and our veterans know how incredibly loved and pursued that they are, what an impact in this world. When they are running in the fire and they literally are the hands and feet of a father that is going into the fire for these people. And so, you know, we get to make a decision. You get to make a decision today um, how you are going to view life, how you you are going to let God lead you and, and let you, you know, have, have a say in what's going on in, in your life and those around you. Right. Side note, we're big on social media in this ministry and in this church. Find the Facebook interest group for your first responders in your community. Yeah. And sign on and like and join and encourage those men and women. Yeah. Absolutely. Encourage them. Uh, I see Argentine Township has somebody for the police department that is so clever with their Facebook posts. And every time they put something on there, I acknowledge them and I say, I'm so grateful for you guys and gals out there protecting us. Find those, find those social media places and support them. Love right. on them. Cool. Absolutely. But this is, you know, this, this is a hard subject. You know, the ones today, I, I kind of prayed into them and they were and there it's rough, but it needed to be said. And I just couldn't, you know, go on. 
if we're going to do what we said we would do with this ministry, go on talking about easy stuff. So, you know, for me in my life, having the, the life I've had and the career that I've had and seeing the things that I've seen already, um, for me, the kind of the Romans 828 moment is this ministry in and of itself. And knowing that I've been through some stuff and I'm okay and God was right there with me. It took me a while to understand, you know, I never wanted to hear that stuff early on. It makes no sense for someone to kick strip scripture at me coming right out of something, but he was there. And what I want to do is I just want to call our veterans and our first responders out and know that, yes, we, we all have probably post-traumatic stress, but we're, we're strong enough to walk purposely into the situations where it comes from. So I'm believing that every one of us is strong enough to walk out the other side. And instead of being, you know, of a victim mindset, being of a victor mindset, and being able to come along these, these young, young people that, are, that were pulled into these situations and they didn't train for it or walk into it, or, or women who have, you know, had the horrible tragedy of being raped, or families that have just all of a sudden lost a loved one. That is a level of post-traumatic stress that far exceeds anything that those of us that trained to do this job. I know it's a bold statement, but I believe it in my bones that we train for this on purpose to go do these things that we've done and see the things that we've done. And we will be okay. And it's not our identity. And we can use those things to to walk along people who've been in similar situations. So with that, and maybe I'll figure out a way to post some quotes from the show. All right, see you next time.